Hello and welcome to the Deeper Eye podcast. I am Lara Ferris, your host. For many years, I have been passionate about self-improvement. Through this, I have met the best specialists in their field who have given me tools and the courage to pursue a new path. The purpose of this podcast is to share with you everything I have learned through the conversations I have had with these amazing people. I hope these conversations will impact your life as they did to mine. In today's podcast, our guest is Carol Borrow. Carol is a facilitator who founded her three principles practice called Signpost in 2012, bringing together the skills and experience she has accumulated over 40 years in the field of personal and organizational transformation as both an HR professional and a holistic therapist, teacher and mentor. Carol guides people as they wake up to their true nature and signpost the way to a deep sense of inner peace and well-being. Carol shares the three principles with a diverse range of people around the world. Her work is deeply rooted in the knowledge that the three principles provide a unique and powerful understanding of our true nature, which can help us uncover our unlimited potential for peace of mind, compassion and love. I really hope you will enjoy the conversation with Carol. Good morning, Carol, and thank you so much for being here with me today. I really, really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me, Laura. It's an absolute pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the understanding known as the three principles, which really has been transformational in my own life in your life as well and in the life of many people I know that have been introduced to the three principles. So Carol, just to go back a little bit, I I first met you in 2019 and I had already discovered this teaching of the three principles by stumbling into it on YouTube and hearing Sydney Banks. It was by pure chance that I found his video And shortly after, by incredible synchronicity, a dear friend of mine told me that she also had discovered the principle through yourself. She had found her way to you. So I traveled up to your home in North London and spent three days with you. And I had my three principles journey really began there. So it has been so helpful for me that I really want to share it with everyone. This is why I've asked you, Carol, to join me today for this podcast to introduce the three principles to all my listeners. So, Carol, if you don't mind, I would love you to, first of all, tell me how you found the three principles yourself and if you can talk to us about it. Yes, of course. Thank you so much, Lara. First of all, I'd like to say how wonderful it is that you've created this podcast to share your own wisdom and to share the teachings that you've found helpful in your own life, because it's these real life conversations that help bring the teachings alive for people. 
And that's really what I'm doing in my role as a three principles facilitator. I have these, as you know, these gentle conversations with people and I teach them something helpful about how their experience of life is being created. And that helps them to uncover this deeper dimension of themselves that's completely whole. That deeper dimension that's never lacking or broken. And that's what we've talked a lot about in our conversations together. And all of those conversations are based, as you said, on the teachings of this man called Sidney Banks. And Sidney Banks was an ordinary man, but he had this profound, spontaneous enlightenment experience in which he saw something very deep about the true nature of the human experience. And then he spent the rest of his life dedicating his life to sharing it with other people. Yeah. It's almost 50 years now since he had his experience. Mm -hmm. And the three principles are now being shared all over the world, helping people in the fields of addiction, mental health, healing from trauma. It's shared in prisons, in schools, in businesses, anywhere really that there's human suffering and learning about the principles can help with that yeah in many ways he was sharing the same spiritual truth that sages through all traditions throughout history have shared but his particular teaching he developed it and it provides a missing link between the spiritual aspect of ourselves and the psychological. So it makes it very practical and very helpful to people in their everyday lives. I think the other thing that's unique about it is that it's very simple. Anyone can learn it. It's not an intellectual understanding. And it's available to everybody because essentially we're all the same. We're all the same at our core. We already have this knowledge within us. And my role is just to create a space for people to uncover this knowledge and to help them have insight, literally to have a sight from within. We might call that a realisation or an an aha moment in which they see something that's deeply true about the human experience. So that's a background to the teaching And like you, I kind of came across it by accident. I think many people stumble upon these teachings that can have a profound impact in their lives. And it was very, very helpful for me in my personal life. And now I get to see that play out in other people's lives as I share that with them as as my role and my job. Carol, I was wondering if you had the same feeling as I'm having every day, really, Like when you discover the three principles and you have this kind of insight that it brings to many, many people who discover it, do you ever feel the frustration of wanting every single human being on earth to understand it and live a better quality of life through this understanding? I have many, many days where I just think, when I observe and listen to friends of mine, family members, people I live with, they go through so much suffering. And I try really hard to speak about the principles. I don't always get the reaction that I got myself when I heard it. 
it's very, very frustrating to me only because I so wish that people could live through this suffering. I'm not saying that when you understand the principle, you stop having bad experiences. What I'm trying to say is the living through these experiences is so much smoother and kinder. How do you deal with this frustration if you have it yourself? (laughs) Yeah, I can really relate to your frustration, Lara. It's very difficult to help somebody else see what you see. And I love your passion for wanting to share it with people. But what I've come to see over the years is that people find it when they're ready. There's a lot we can do to help people, first of all, have a curiosity about it, you know, by sharing our own story, by creating podcasts like this one. And then we can plant seeds. We plant seeds of truth. And when the time is right, those seeds bear fruit. And it's going to be different and very unique for every individual. Our life journeys are very unique and individual, and so are our spiritual journeys. And sometimes suffering is one of the things that can lead somebody towards finding a spiritual solution for that suffering. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think use the frustration and turn that into the passion as you're doing and, you know, point people towards the truth. But at the end of the day, that's all we can do. Yeah, I understand. I try. I really try. (laughs) I I know. It may sound a bit strange to feel so frustrated, but when you really know the difference in everyday living with the three principles, even some days I have moments where I myself forget about the three principles and I just go back to a default mechanism and responding and reacting to some things. And then the sudden difference in the feeling when I remember all the things you described in the first part of our conversation and just suddenly feel such a huge difference in me. It just reminds me of how lucky I have been to be introduced to it. The other thing that keeps coming to me is I would like to know your view in how the three principles deal with trauma. And you have people that really experience big traumas in their lives. And we have been witnessing and seeing lots of forms of dealing with traumas. You know, some people use hypnosis, some Mm -hmm. others go revisit the trauma itself, which sounds a bit difficult to me to do because the point is to understand that the trauma has passed and you don't have to go back and relive it. I would really like to know your view on that, Mm -hmm. please. Yes, of course. And probably the most or a helpful thing would be for me to share how the principles were so helpful to me personally, because it transformed the trauma that I had experienced. Mm -hmm. I had spent many years, as you say, trying lots of different approaches to help with post-traumatic stress. So just one of the symptoms of that would be that I would have nightmares and I would have traumatic flashbacks. Now, on an intellectual level, I knew that the traumatic events were in the past, but the re-experiencing of them in the present felt very, very real. 
very painful emotionally and would also at times lead to physical symptoms. Now, I knew on an intellectual level that I was re-experiencing the past, but through learning about the principles, I had an insight. I saw something from within myself, something profoundly true, and I saw at a deeper level that was beyond the intellect, Mm -hmm. that the painful experience I was experiencing during the flashbacks was only a memory. It was a thought carried through time. And I was experiencing that old thought in this moment. And in that moment, I was completely innocently re-traumatizing myself with my own thought. And when I saw that insightfully at an embodied level, some deeper part of myself woke up and realized that I didn't need to be doing that. And there was a reflex action away from the thought. It's hard to describe because it was an automatic process, but if I use a metaphor, that if you realize that the headache that you have is being caused by a hammer that you have in your hand, and you're hitting yourself with it. I saw that that was what I was doing with my thought. I was using thought to hurt myself. And when you see that you're causing your own pain, you don't need to learn a technique to drop the hammer. Yeah, yeah. You, You automatically, reflexively drop the hammer. And in that way, I was able to drop those painful thoughts. And the flashback stopped. And as part of that insight, as I went deeper and deeper into the insight, what quickly became clear to me was that only the present moment is real. And in the absence of thoughts about the past, I was perfectly fine. And I'd never been broken or damaged. And I was always okay. It was though that part of me that is always pure and whole came to the fore and that was the piece that was truly transformational it was like night and day before and after having that insight what about this moment this very first moment where you got extremely hurt Mm -hmm. that one that hurt some people would say yes but that happened to me and I really felt lots of pain when it happened. So I know you Mm -hmm. kind of answered that, but I'm just insisting on it because that's what people would say and say over again. That's what I did say myself. Mm -hmm. I love your example of the hammer. The first time this hammer hit your head and you got hurt, how do you heal that one? Yeah, but it is healed because it doesn't exist anymore. Only this moment. Mm. exists and it's good that you're questioning because it's really important for people not to hear any sort of denial that those things happened those things happened absolutely and it's important for us not to to go into denial about any of these things because terrible things do happen to people but they're not happening now and they can only happen now as thought in my mind. Yeah. 
And because I know that that is only thought, it's only telling me that I'm having old memory, even when those memories come now, I can see them for what they are. I can see them as illusory pain now because they're not happening now. They're in the past. And I can't go back and change the past, but I also don't have to relive it in this moment. It's a little bit like, well, actually, let me just back up a little moment. Yes. The flashback stopped for me for a period of about three years. They just didn't happen. I had this reflex away from them. And that part, that deeper part of me just didn't bring them to the fore. What happened after that was the memories would come back. And first of all, that was quite disturbing. But because I had learned so much about the role of thought in the creation of our experience, they didn't frighten me in the same way. Yeah. And I didn't panic and I didn't feed into them in any way because I knew not to do that. And so they passed very quickly. Yeah. And as I've learned more and more and continue to have more and more insight into the role of thought in the human experience, even if those memories come now, it's like watching a film. It's very neutral. Mm-hmm. It's the difference between, you know, when you're, you're little yeah. and you're watching a scary TV show, um, if you're in the UK, you'll be familiar with Doctor Who. It's a kids' yes. TV show that's got scary aliens in it and things. And children, first of all, believe that that's real, and so they get really, really scared, mm-hmm. and they hide behind the sofa. Yeah. But when they get older, they realise, oh, it's not real, it's just TV. I don't have to be scared of that unless I want to. So there's more space, there's more understanding, there's more... The distance between our our memories, our frightening experiences, and even our day-to-day experiences, because those are all being created through thought in our mind. The deeper we understand this, the less frightening our experience of the past and the less frightening our experience of the present. So it is very much linked to our awareness and I don't know if the word acceptance is the right word, but the acceptance of a much higher part of ourselves existing and being connected with that higher part of us, higher self, and detaching from this human body that we came to to embody and represent over here. Do you agree with this, that it is much easier then maybe get the insight when you you get in touch with this part yes that's that's absolutely right there's every human being has this deeper dimension of the, of themselves that is connected to what we call in the principles universal mind and that's the energy behind all of life that's yeah. the deeper intelligence that keeps the planet spinning around the sun that knows how to beat our hearts Mm. and to breathe our lungs without us having to be involved in that it's what knows how to grow an oak tree from an acorn yeah and we're we're connected with that we are it we're not separate from it and there's something about learning about the three principles and learning about how our day-to-day experience is created 
the more we understand that, the more connected we get with that deeper part of ourselves. Yeah. Because it's not being covered up by our busy personal minds. And even when it does get obscured and we lose, we appear to lose touch with that, we can understand that all that's ever happening is it's being obscured by thought. Yeah. There's something about it that helps us to settle down and helps our scary thinking, our problematic thinking to settle down. And when that happens, we fall into a place of connection. So this awareness works with anything, really. It's not just with very traumatic experience. It could be one day somebody told you that you are very stupid or very ugly. You believed it, and then you realize years later that you are believing this scenario and experiences come to your life to keep shining the light on something like that, which triggers a feeling in you that is very unpleasant. But when you suddenly are aware of that being just an experience that happened back in that time and it's gone, like, why do you have to believe that person that said that you were stupid or ugly or whatever? And then suddenly, if you connect with that part of you who knows that this is not true, then you can heal so many other parts of you, not just the, the big traumas. Yes, absolutely, Laura. It's, um, it's a profound gift once we start to uncover that which is always well within us. Yeah. That spiritual essence. Once we start to find that, we know where to look for it. Mm. And profound healing can happen. Yes. And as you say, it's very practical because when we start to see it in one area of our life, because of the universal nature of the principles, we then see it in other areas of our life. The more we understand, the easier it is to navigate our day-to-day lives yeah honestly it's it's fascinating and i i'm very keen on having these conversation because personally it just really changed me completely i used to have terrible fears around some people just getting sick or falling and getting something terrible and rushing to hospital just because i relived many times in my head the experience I had with my father being very ill when I was a teenager and it was over and over again. It was like a scene that was repeating itself. Every time I would hear a scream or a shout, it was somebody, let's say when my dad probably fell once because he had a heart attack or he had several health issues. So every time for years after Carol, I would hear a very unusual sound or a scream for me and my head was somebody's sick somebody's dying and I used to drive my kids crazy because if they were playing and you know sometimes when you role play as a child Mm -hmm. you scream you you, and they would see a part of me that was a bit shocking to be honest now that I'm revisiting what I used to do it was just when I started believing and 
after this very life-changing insight, I realized that, okay, I lived that. That was real. I really lived this shocking trauma, but it's gone. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that it has to duplicate and repeat constantly. Mm -hmm. And it takes time. It's a little bit like a training, training a muscle, I think, because it it took a few years. I mean, I'm not going to lie and say it was a sudden change, but the awareness of it was the beginning of my healing because it's every day. It was up to me then. I would hear a scream. The awareness of me not being back then when my dad was ill, I was like, Lara, you're not there anymore. This scream can be a scream of joy. Just start panicking when you know if there is a reason to panic. Mm -hmm. And that was like, for me, taking back the reign of my life and just restarting, rebooting, you know, rebooting my life in a way. And it's the same with everything. I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day who had a very triggering conversation with another social friend of hers. And She was in a terrible state on the phone, Carol, when I spoke to her. And when she was telling me the conversation, because it wasn't my story, I could clearly see that there was nothing terrible in the conversation at all. It was only pointing her to a very old memory. Yes. And when I made her realize that, she really got it. It was so satisfactory Mm -hmm. because she got it. She just started laughing and said, yes, you're right. Actually, she didn't really mean what I understood she did because all I was doing is repeating a very old memory in my head. Mm. And Yeah. uh, yeah, that's what I think I wish for every listener to see and to start maybe practicing it and see if it works for them yes yes that's beautiful Lara and um, we could probably spend all day talking about (laughs) all the other areas in both of our lives that have been profoundly impacted by this understanding yes yes, yeah it's it's incredible and well I guess it's a very important point to say that it's a practice It's not just something that you press a button in your body and it's done. It's a continuous practice. And I really, really wish for everyone to be able to just see it happening in their lives. And it was so lovely of you to introduce that, uh, Carol, and to just point us to the potential of learning about the three principles. I know that you are teaching this on a daily basis and um, we will mention if you don't mind your website if you don't mind saying where people can reach you please yes so of that course if they want to know more it would be very helpful thank yes you. thank you Lara my website is threeprinciples.co.uk it's quite easy to find me on the internet But I also would suggest that if people are interested, that they also look at some Sydney Banks materials. There's a website called sidbanks.com and you can stream his videos from there free of charge. So that's a really beautiful introduction to the work. So it's sydneybanks.com? It's sidbanks, S-Y-D-B-A-N-K-S.com. Amazing. 
Amazing. What a man. I really yes. wish I had the opportunity to meet him. Yes, but Never at mind. least we have Maybe. his... Yeah, yeah, we have his work. Yes. Yeah. He has a very soothing voice on top of the, Yes, yes, he does. Uh, even though he keeps saying, don't listen to my words, I, I think mm -hmm. it's a gift to have uh, such a soothing yeah. voice. Yeah. Thank you so much, Carol. I'm um, so grateful for your work, dedication to just uh, spread the three principles. I think it's amazing to look back to when Sydney Bank started this. There were so few people listening. Mm -hmm. And where this has spread now is like he would be so happy from wherever he is now watching Uh, this uh, community that has grown so much since. Yes, that's beautiful, Laura. Thank you. Thank And thank you. you for all you bring to the world. Thank you so much, Carol. See you soon. Thank you so much for being with us for this beautiful conversation with Carol Borrow. Please share this conversation to anyone who you would know would benefit from our beautiful insight about the three principles. Thank you very much for listening and looking forward to the next time.